What's better than this? Guys being dudes. Welcome in to another season of Guys Being Dudes Fantasy Football. I'm your host, Noah Hobsfeld. With me, as always, are my co-hosts, Michael Smith and Jared Williams, and a very, very, very special guest today, Sam Lenov, probably the specialist guy here by a long shot. I was going to say, you know, Michael, you look really good. You know, like, you look really handsome, really fit, and then I realized that's Sam. My bad. So, wow. I wish you guys could see me right now. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> So we are back for our third and probably final season, but you know, we've, do- we've been doing this for 24 months. We are seasoned podcasting veterans by now. We know the ins and outs of the industry, uh, you know, football players. I can list uh, probably 30, 40, uh, at least, at, at least the pl- players off the top of my head right now. Wow. You know, the fantasy knowledge is spewing out of my ears and it just... And I needed I needed to to tell the people my, uh, what's coming from within. So, wow, good to be back on the air. Good to be back with my boys. How are you guys doing? You know, it feels great to be here, back in action. The final year. I'm excited. I'm excited for a good year of Texas football. I'm excited for a good year of NFL football, and I'm excited most of all for a good year of fantasy I mean, football. This is the first time. I mean, second time for me seeing Noah since he went away for six months in Thailand. Jared's first time, so yeah, let's, let's dive excited. into that. Noah. Certainly excited to be back in the booth and, and with our buddies here. Special guest, I haven't seen Noah in probably 14 months, which is insane. It's insane. Um, I still feel very connected to him just due to weird FaceTime messages I get from him every now and then, but I am <laughs> thrilled to be here in the booth with Noah. Yeah, just to give you guys a little context for everyone who's not, you know, keeping up with the Facebook lives and the, mm. and the Snapchats and whatnot, I was in Thailand studying abroad. Uh, last semester, and uh, but now I'm back in it. We're American and again, and uh, we're feeling good. So let's hop right into it. We gotta we gotta recognize our uh, school here, Texas football. This is a fantasy football podcast, but 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 most of all, most of all, yeah. This is a Texas football ninety seven percent at least. Yeah, we just talk about the rest fifty minutes for <laughs> fantasy football, but the first ten always. So this week, Texas football. We got a powerhouse coming over here. At I'm scared. Home. Louisiana Tech, probably over a thousand students. The best team in Louisiana. Yeah, easy. I would say. I mean, besides I, the Saints, I go Tech, Tulane, Louisiana Monroe, Louisiana Monroe. Yeah. West West Lafayette. Western Louisiana, South Central State a, Louisiana. Right, and then maybe thirty four or forty Waterboy. more. And Louisiana A and M maybe. Louisiana A and M, Tech, Louisiana University of Louisiana State. Maybe then, is that even a school? And that's all the rankings I have. Everyone else, I don't know, is unlisted. But this week, score predictions, guys. I'll start off. I'm going with 38 to 17. Louisiana Tech isn't that good, but they are good enough to put up 17 on our backups in the fourth that's quarter. Far I am s- scarily close. 38 20. Dang! You st- yeah, I think I thought you were looking at me like I was crazy. No, I don't think we can overlook the fact that for the past two years, Tom Herman teams haven't been able to get up for the first game, and we've kind of played scared. I think it'll change this year, but I won't believe it until I see. Yeah, it. Yeah, those were Big Ten teams, man. It's Maryland's little school, but still, that that's a Power Five. They I'm they put up numbers against Ohio State, so this this Louisiana Tech is not. I'm going like f- the- 
40-14. Ooh. High scoring all around. I'm going 27. I don't think the offense is going to be in 20, rhythm. 27 to 27. what? 27. 21-7. <laughs> oh. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Um, I don't think the offense is going to be in rhythm week one, but I do think the defense is going to come out really hard, and I just don't think LaTex that good. LaTex. La Either French. way, a win. So let's get into it. I am so excited for fantasy football. I am in six leagues. I am. That's it. Yeah. So I mean, here's my here's my priorities in life: fantasy number one, mm-hmm. family two, God three, of course. Yeah. The troops. Four Ooh, friends. That's a big one. Where, where are friends at? Friends. They're in there somewhere. Four what about school? Six or seven. Sleeper pick school. Maybe Ooh. in the 10th round. Uh, but this is what I'm here for. You know, I, we don't have radio stations back at, back home in California, but we have one here. Let's talk about some hot fantasy storylines this year. The hottest of which I think is these running back holdouts. Thoughts, guys? Well, obviously, Zeke and Melvin, one and two. I do think Melvin will play this year like most people are predicting it's going to be like by week 10 or so he has to come back for it to count under as a season with zeke though thinking midway through the seasons by the time he comes back so but if you it'll be interesting to see if the cowboys come out without zeke and don't play as well as you'd expect if jerry jones winds up paying more for him because i mean he's no doubt a top three running back in the league so for zeke if the cowboys disappoint it's almost a good thing for zeke owners because You'd think here's the bad try thing. Try to get him back in by week three or four. Their opening schedule: first off, the Giants, then the Redskins, then the Dolphins. Not starting out too, too. Not starting out hot. <laughs> Any given Sunday for me, and it's probably because I saw Le'Veon Bell owners last year who suffered when they took him in the first round. He and he held out the entire year. I wouldn't want to touch Zeke until maybe late first, but I don't have to worry about it because he's always gone before then. Yeah. And Melvin Gordon, even if it's the fourth maybe third round, I, I wouldn't even consider taking him. Yeah, it's really weird that Melvin is going in like the fourth, fifth, sixth, and yeah. Zeke is still going in the first. I don't know what people see. I think with these head cases, you got a, you got a greater chance of uh, of them holding out, like Le'Veon, Antonio, Zeke kind of guy, these guys who are just obviously the, the top of the line human in terms of physicality. I think Melvin, like you said, will come back. But Tony Pollard has been tearing it up in the preseason. He's looking really good. Fourth-round pick. And, uh, you know, I'm okay with drafting Zeke at the end of the first and reaching up for Pollard in, like, the Mm -hmm. sixth, maybe, or the sixth. Sixth? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think he, you know, in that, that offense is set up to, to be good for backs and he's looking good. So you saw last year with, if you drafted Levy on everyone's saying, make sure you get Connor just to be safe and look what you got a top five back. Yeah. So I don't know if Pollard can put up the same kind of production, but the difference between Zeke and Melvin for me is, you know, what you're getting with Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson, Austin Eckler, it's a pass heavy offense. He's going to get a lot of production because the box won't be stacked, which I like, I picked him yesterday and. The I think the sixth or seventh, which is great value, especially if they're producing. You can trade into the Melvin owner, or better yet, trade for Melvin, and then you got a you know a fantasy gem in the playoffs. So, yeah. Stay I mean, the thing Zeke. with the thing with Eckler is even if Melvin does come back, Eckler still last year produced flex worthy points. So you're still getting someone you can start. And if Melvin ever gets injured or if he's not playing, obviously you have a running back two there. Yeah. Uh. If you're just joining in with us, this is Guys Being Dudes Fantasy Football. You can follow us on Twitter at DudesFootball and listen live 
for all my Facebook live viewers at kvrx.org. Okay. So, moving on. Recent headlines. Maybe the biggest headline of the past five, six years. Luck retires. Where where were you when Luck retired? I, I was at a friend's house watching the Florida-Miami game. Seeing that breaking news headline pop up at the bottom. And at, at first I thought it was going to be miss four games, five games with some kind of injury or maybe even miss the whole year. And then I fully read it and saw he was retiring. And I was shocked for a good hour or two, just like having it set in. It's something you didn't really expect to have happen at 29 years old, almost entering his prime. But honestly, I respect him for the decision. He said that 2016 and 17 were the hardest years of his life. And if he ever got back in that process of being hurt, rehabbing, getting hurt and rehabbing again that he'd leave and he did so I, I respect him for making that decision honestly i uh i was on a fishing boat obviously <laughs> coming back from a trip and i and i yeah it's always fun to to put on your internet when you finish the trip because all you get all your notifications you feel really yeah. good people are texting you wanting your attention i see andrew luck retire i was like oh my god this is insane and i go i'm running around the fishing boat trying to get people interested and <laughs> these guys go oh who's that like oh, i'm like i don't need to talk about this with someone right now and i and uh they were all a little bit too preoccupied with uh their other sports whatever but yeah i mean i i, I couldn't agree with you more it's really sad especially as a lions fan i know that pain of uh, those guys retiring oh calvin early, early. can you not say his name like that Ooh, hey, that's two. hey i get it I'm so but sorry. Yeah, we'll get into the Colts shortly, uh, but let's start to talk about tight ends, which has been an interesting topic of fantasy football for the last few years. The tight end landscape has dwindled down to the, the few elite, and then from then on, it seems like it's just anyone's guess every season. So, who is your guys' breakout that joins that top tier, if any, this year? I think the obvious one is O.J. Howard. He was he was on his way last season and then he got injured. I'm expecting big things from him, especially in touchdown production. Definitely. I love the pick. I'm gonna go a little bit outside the box. I feel like after the top three, it's OJ, Evan Ingram, and Hunter Henry. I'm gonna say Vance McDonald puts himself in that group of outside of Kelsey Kittle and Ertz. He doesn't really knock on the door of those top three, but with Antonio Brown and Jesse James gone, there's a ton of targets available and there's no other pass catching tight end threat there. So I think someone has to emerge as Big Ben's number two or number three option behind Juju, and I think Vance McDonald showed that he can do that in his limited playing time last year. I love Vance this year. Really, Vance over Njoku? Well, I, eh, I'd i probably take Vance over David Njoku. Okay. I would. I believe in. there's that more opportunity there. in Pittsburgh than there is in Cleveland, yeah. um, just with the fact that Odell and Jarvis are going to take take touches away, and Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt will as well. Um, so I'd prefer Vance. The counter-argument there is that Jarvis and Odell are going to draw all the coverage, and then Njoku is very much a threat, and he's going to be wide open. Definitely I, the number three in that system right now. Number four behind Chubb. Chubb is not going to be a receiving threat, in my opinion, I compared, highly, compared to Njoku. I disagree. I think Njoku is going to be an afterthought. I think Odell coming to this offense, you could say he's going to take coverage away from Njoku, but they need some. Baker needs time in the pocket. Uh, you know, I I don't think he's going to be running as many routes as people think. I don't. I th I like Njoku where he's being drafted, but definitely not as a breakout. I, I don't. Oh yeah, see def definitely where he's being drafted. Right. 
Right, but you which is like, currently like, above Vance McDonald, though. Right, I like Vance McDonald I like at his Vance value better. relative to David Njoku. Yeah. I think Njoku is that red zone threat. I don't think really his role has changed all that much. Okay. Agree to disagree. I like OJ, too, as my breakout, but Ingram, uh, I go, for me, it's OJ, Ingram, and then Hunter Henry. We've seen a, a glimpse of Hunter Henry. When he has been on the field, he's produced like a top-tier tight end, but that offense is so crowded. Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, whatever passing back is going to be scatting around the field. So, I I mean, that's a guy you got to wait two weeks, see what wait that offense see. is doing. And if Melvin's gone, if that, not, that pushes him up a little bit. Definitely. I might even put him over... Uh, Ingram, but for now he's still that number six, I guess, for me. Uh, awesome. Let's talk about uh, the Steelers. Uh, is Juju legit? Is this guy? Can this guy? Can Juju be the R- wide receiver one this year? Easily. Before we say anything about him, just great guy. Great all guy. Around, right? Team, right? All of, everyone on Team Juju here. Question for y'all: How old is Juju? He's younger re- than us. I'll refrain from he's me. He's like sixteen. At, at the 17. oldest. He's Fortnite dancing somewhere right now because he is <laughs> He's 12. playing with Ninja. <laughs> he is not even 23 years old. Is there a better, like, is there a better life than, I don't know. Like, he just has so much fun. He's so full of life. I love it. Juju is, I think, being drafted at, at that bottom of that top tier of wide receivers, the second yeah. tier behind Hopkins and Adams. I like him better than Michael Thomas. I think he's right neck and neck with Julio. I picked Julio over him in a draft, but uh, yeah, comments on that little second tier. Interesting. Listeners. I would certainly take Hopkins and Adams and Julio and Michael Thomas above Juju. I'd probably take Odell as well, although I'm not comfortable with Odell's injury history, but I think right then after that is when I'd take Juju. Definitely, right I would definitely the second round. Before Mike Evans, for sure. Right. Absolutely. Just I'd too many him. questions with that Bucks offense. I'd take him over Odell, honestly, as well. I agree. He's number one mouth in Pittsburgh. And that's got to <laughs> say something mouth. <laughs> mouth to feet. Big Ben does not show any signs of regressing either. So Speaking of Odell, I think I'm lower on Odell than most. The, people love to talk about injury history with everyone but Odell. I've seen headlines. I've seen headlines that say, don't worry about Odell's injury history. Let me ask you a question. How many games did he play last year? Who? Out of the, Odell, out of the 16 games. Do you know? Yes. Want to say it? Well, how many do you think? <laughs> Just say it. I don't... He played 12. Okay. So only missed four games. And yeah. it seems who's like... Missed, who has missed more games in the past three uh, in their career? Sammy Watkins or OBJ? OBJ. It's true. It Is it true? Because he almost missed all of two years ago. I set, yeah. him, up, I set him up for it. But, but I, I think people are putting too much into last year where he missed games when it was only actually four games. Fair. That's fair. He's at the bottom of that second tier for me. It's obviously. just his ceiling. He has this, whereas Michael Thomas, I think his ceiling is like a, he has a high floor, but a lower ceiling than yeah, Odell. That's all Odell could hear, easily yeah. be the number one receiver. Right. It, de- it depends. Yeah. It depends who, you, who your first pick is. If you're going double, if you're going with a running back, uh, you know, a solid running back, maybe go for that big boom guy. If you're going double receiver, maybe Thomas and Juju. If you're late in the first round. Awesome. Uh, Another hot topic. Anyone been watching some hard knocks recently? Oh, every Tuesday, baby. AB doesn't, I mean, he doesn't like getting those knocks on the head. He hates those helmets. helmets. He hates those helmets. He says he's he's worried about. He's quite the head case, isn't he? Oh, my gosh. Mm. (laughs) Let's move on. (laughs) No, but is is AB going to perform in that offense? I mean, Derek Carr, Ben Roethlisberger, those are Hall of Fame names. 
I think people are doubting his talent more than they should be. You can doubt whether he's going to perform fantasy wise, but there's people that are still that uh, that think he no longer exists. I saw, I saw Stephen A. come out. I was with a just list. about to bring that up. Not even in his top five receivers. Antonio Brown that, has been a talent? talent top five receiver. Antonio Brown's been a top five fantasy receiver you're the past. Doing, you're doing what Stephen A. Smith wants. You're giving him what he, he's talked. Those shows yeah. are just so we so we talk about it and and, and that's look, what we're doing. And someone's like, "Ooh, who's Stephen A. Smith?" Looked him up, and now they're a subscriber to that show. Oh, Good job, gosh. Jared. Yeah. I think he's fallen even to the top of round three in some drafts, and I think if you get him there, that's an absolute steal. Yeah, Lamar Miller. Tears his ACL Ooh. in the preseason. Let me just tell you about my about my main uh, keeper league. So this I already have Ty. He was I have a good receiving core. I have Hopkins, Ty, DJ Moore, and Pettis. Um, and it's a three. So you got to start three receivers. So all in a span of like twenty minutes, it felt like oh, it's awful. I have Miller traded. So I traded away Hunter Henry and a keeper spot for uh, Lamar Miller and Dante Pettis. So Lamar, so that was the first mistake, obviously. Yeah. Lamar Miller tears his ACL. Then I traded away Dante Pettis for. Don't say it, Andrew Luck. Marlon Mack, oh. <laughs> which is which was a steal, right? That's not a bad thing. Yeah, it's not I take that. Bad I would take thing. that. It still holds value, but I was really hype, and that yeah, that hurts. So, let's talk about the the Texans' backfield. Duke Johnson? It's literally just Duke Johnson. Yeah. So where where's is he getting drafted where Lamar Miller was getting drafted? He's, he's getting higher like, now. I think he's Which a little ridiculous. lower still. Because I, I think he's he's building up. If they don't sign a new back, I think they will. If they don't they they have, have to. to. Well, they really have to. Duke it's him Johnson and is really good. Well, it's not he's because really of Duke good Johnson. It's literally they need a, a third running back on the team. Well, they do have Higdon and Crockett, which, who knows? It could yeah. work out. Uh, also, the Texans' front office Crockett. is a mess. They and care, their front maybe. O line is a mess. <laughs> That's true. Besides, as opposed to their back O line. Yes, exactly. Right. Their backups <laughs> are go. actually very good. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll see. They're probably going to sign somebody. I I, I I see a trade coming. I tweeted out, and, and I think Sam was pretty adverse to this. Uh, Clowny for Jordan Howard yeah, trade, that's not happening. which I like. If no. the Texans get Howard for Jadavian Clowney. <laughs> They are getting fleeced. Jordan Howard is not there's good. Some, there'd be some picks in there as well, but I think it could happen. Just uh, a Clowney is a generational athletic talent. Jordan Howard is a man. schmuck. Back he is, runs up Jordan hand. Howard yeah. is, a t- is a top three yards leader the past three seasons. Wow. Did you know that? Probably not. Because Jared was talking about it all going into last year. Jordan Howard actually ran for 1,000 yards two he years did. ago. I he loved, did. I loved um, Jordan Howard last I think it's year. interesting oh, I can't wait that to get into David people, Montgomery people dismiss Duke Johnson but at Miami, he was the workhorse, and he didn't have to just be a receiving threat out of the backfield. He ran the ball, and I think he's he's small, but I think he has the potential to be able to handle the workload. And even if it's sixty or fifty percent of their rushes, and, and, and for the Texans, I think he returns significant value. Now, if it's end of the fifth round, I would not draft him. Yeah, I've seen a lot early. of places going in the sixth. I agree with you about him having the potential to be a workhorse back. Just not behind the Texans O-line. He's going to take big hits behind that O-line unless some sort of trade goes on. Maybe Tunsil to Houston. We'll see. <laughs> JD is on the chopping block. But Ooh. I don't see him being a workhorse behind the Texans O-line right now. Yeah, I look but at I do it, see them I look at it as, as him before Lamar got drafted. He had terrific value. And now with him after Lamar getting hurt, he has horrible value wherever you're drafting him. 
And that was considering his role with Lamar Miller, because I think he was still going to get a lot of touches even with Lamar Miller healthy. Shout out to all the Texans fans listening in. Also, just mm. JGI. That's it. All right. <laughs> Interesting backfields. My fate. My like most contentious backfield is Washington right now. I love it. Geis was such a. People were hyping him up in the preseason last year. I drafted him in one of my leagues last year before the ACL. But this year it seems like it's died down a lot. No, AP lot. is there. He's pretty good at football. You still got Chris Thompson. Uh, I mean, guys are AP for like let's weeks one through four. Who's scoring more points? Adrian Peterson is. Yeah, Adrian Peterson. Guy, people still don't know how good guys. See, is, is it weeks one through you four said, or on the season? No, no, one through four. Because I think Adrian on the season, Peterson. I give him say? AD. Yeah. Adrian Peterson's gonna a- be Anthony Davis. Oh my goodness! Do you not know what Adrian Peterson's nickname a- is? Oh, I thought you said AD. He yeah. did say oh, AD. all day. That's embarrassing. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. Uh, no. I swear to God, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I went three for five in championships last year, <laughs> I promise. Uh, okay. But, yeah, I still like it. I got Adrian Peterson in the last round in one of my drafts last night. He's criminally underranked on a lot of the draft sites. So, check him out. Scroll. Use that uh, that scroll, scroll, scroll to, to get down to the bottom, and you can you can find him down there. How about Baltimore? This is another really complex one. I like I like this backfield a lot. Pretty much everybody in this backfield I like. Mark Ingram is being drafted a tiny bit too high. I think I've seen him going in like the third, beginning of the fourth rounds. And I just don't think he's going to be able to produce the, that kind of fantasy production. However, though, the rookie Justice Hill has looked amazing in the preseason. He was incredible at college, and I think he's going to have a really good year. What do you guys think? I think Justice Hill will carve out a role. I think he'll become a, a, a real pass-catching threat because we know Baltimore wants to run the ball with Lamar and, and and Mark Ingram, but I don't know if he'll become fantasy relevant all that quickly. I think that's a player that you kind of stash and hope he, he mm-hmm. finds himself in the first half of the year and then he potentially returns flex value. But I think Mark Ingram's a really pol- polarizing player because there's some people that are really high on him, but there's also some people that are really low on him that kind of, forget what he's capable of doing because he's been behind Alvin Kamara the last couple of years. And I think he's someone that if you pick him in the mid to fourth, late fourth round, I think that's great value for Mark Ingram. I love that. San Francisco. I love me some Tevin Coleman in that sixth. If you're going to go for that, that quarterback in the early throw him in your flex that's a good, that's a good pick. He's a, he's a producer. Shanahan likes him a lot already. We know uh, he was an RB2 last year. Freeman's injured all season. Never, He was kind of like that Lamar Miller boring back, never put up huge numbers. He had a few good games. But I think he could really produce in this uh, San Francisco offense. The big worry is obviously Garoppolo. People like were pretty hype on him, pretty hype on the receiving core. Don, the Dante Pettis stuff is weird. You know, <laughs> you feel like, I feel like there's a, we hyped up like, you know, Marquise Goodwin so much last year. And oh he my disappeared. Goodness. And then Debo Samuel, they uh, took a high draft pick. It's kind of a mess down down there, but I really do like Shannon as a coach, and I think Tevin Coleman's going to be like a, a sweet flex, and that's where he's being drafted. What do you do? You put any anything into Matt Breida also performing extremely well into the, in the preseason, and Tevin Coleman performing okay ish. Yeah, I think Breida's a talented back. Breida performed, you know, we just first, you know, is there? I don't. There might be a sniper in the. The 49ers practice facility just taking down backs because that's what it kind of looks like over the past <laughs> two years. And people made fun of them. They had like, what, six, seven, eight, nine, ten backs on the roster, yeah. and like half of them went down. That's what you got to do awful. in the NFL. But Brita is really talented. Uh, I think Tevin's the guy, though. I think Same. they're pretty sure. 
I, I don't have with Drew. that. With that being said, though, I still think Brita is a is a player worth rostering. Absolutely. I think they're both going to be fantasy relevant, so, even if they don't get injured. Question: What happens when Jarek McKinnon gets healthy? He already had another setback. He's going to be put on the IR. It's eight happen. weeks already. And what happens if he comes back? If he comes back healthy, I don't think. He I don't, nine, I don't, I don't think this it point, matters. He won't have played for a season and a half. Yeah. I'd Why rush put him? money on him uh, coming back you, strong. You feel a little better about that now? <laughs> now that you know, you don't have to worry about it? Uh, I'm kind of staying away from San Francisco. I like Tevin Coleman. I probably don't like him as much as other people do. I'm I'm kind of avoiding San Francisco's back. He's not year. he's not like my fantasy MVP, but I but I where for I draft him I think in two of my three drafts so far just because yeah. I think the value is too good. Did take Miles Sanders over him in a draft yesterday. So Ooh, interesting. What round? I think it was the I want to say six. He uh, is creeping up into the six in the, now. in the home in the hometown or friends leagues. It's. Uh, I just picked those end of the season guys, you know, Melvin Gordon, Miles Sanders, those guys. I didn't draft Melvin Gordon, but those guys you should be picking who are going to break out in the second half of the season. Speaking of Miles Sanders, how about some Philly? What do we like? About, what do we think about that split? Ryan, I think Miles Sanders finishes the year, probably the second half of the year is a mid running back too. I think he's a player that wins fantasy league. He's good at football. I mean, they they picked good. him when was it the second round, yeah. third round, second round. I think it was the second round. And the Eagles and do not pick running backs. They they yeah. have the best run blocking offensive line. They have enough weapons on the offense to keep defense honest. If Carson honest. Will- and if yeah, if Carson Wentz stays healthy and he emerges out of that backfield, he's a must start player. It's it's more a matter of whether he beats out Jordan Howard, and I think it happens. And I think Jordan Howard is a prime trade target for for another team. Maybe not Texans specifically, <laughs> but I I still believe in the talent. Uh, maybe not the Jordan past. Howard to San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? You know, they want if they're gonna go down, so you might as well bring them <laughs> in, right? Okay, let's move on to some positions. Talking about quarterbacks to start it off. You know, even though you're listed third here, we gotta start with Mike. Lamar Jackson. Ugh. In his, I don't even know what noise that was. In his seven <laughs> starts. He averaged 17 carries for 80 yards and a half a touchdown per game, which is over 11 oh, fantasy insane. points just from rushing. I think, I mean, he has an astounding floor, and he'll he'll have those games where if he puts it together passing in addition to rushing, he's going to have huge weeks that win you leagues. And I think this is a guy that he's going as 15th or 16th quarterback, and if you can get him as your second quarterback, I think you're set up to be in a very good position. I think Lamar Jackson could be your number one quarterback if you – wait and then stockpile on the rest of your skill position players and i just think lamar jackson is great value this year yeah i agree with you i think people forget when russell wilson was breaking fantasy leagues just because of the rushing yards um whether or not he that translates to wins um that's a different question but lamar jackson is absolutely a good value pick in for a quarterback in fantasy similarly i think russell wilson is still a good value I think this year they have more weapons. The offensive line is still trash, but Russell has proved that he can work with that. Um, so I think you're – forget about Cam Newton. I think he dies this season. <laughs> bring in Lamar Jackson and bring in Russell Wilson. Oh, what did you say there? Russell Wilson? You got any – you got a take there, bud? Yeah, I think he does well. That's what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Well, honestly, Lamar Jackson – 
he's been getting so much hype from from a lot of experts recently, and I'm yeah. never like a running quarterback kind of guy. I, I think I don't have the, the the guts to to pull the trigger there. My quarterback strategy has been taking two of those late late guys in most of my leagues. Mm-hmm. But that's what your I love. point. If ever, your points are right, if it does happen, and if they, the offense starts going in that direction, I like it. And people are, you know, the question is, can he pass? Because if he's if he starts to be a passing threat, the box opens up a little bit. They got they got talented receivers there. Miles Boykin is a sleeper. A lot of people are talking about. Personally, if from where at where Lamar Jackson's going, pick him up. If he's not performing in the first two weeks, move on. Okay, Jay. Well, yeah, those guys both have very good floors. Another guy with a really good floor that I like is still Big Ben despite Antonio Brown leaving, and that's because in that offense, there are going to be games where he throws upwards of 50 passes. It's literally it's literally like a college football game with the amount of times that they throw. And guys like Big Ben and Phillip Rivers just do not age, it seems. like. So I think you're going to be gaining consistent weeks out of them. I mean, Big Ben last year was a top-five quarterback. And what is he being? He's being drafted for scraps right now. It's a great offensive line, a really good running back. So teams it are opens have things to, up. Yeah, teams are going to have to stack the box, and you have Juju and Vance McDonald behind them. So yep. I, I agree with that. Uh, for running back, I we we talked about it a little bit. I still like Matt Breda as my running back, sort of a sleeper. But I think even with Tevin Coleman there, he's going to be producing and. If Tevin Coleman somehow does poorly and he takes over as the number one running back, I think he's a great receiving option Absolutely. and rushing option. You know Mine who, you know, do- yeah. doesn't make sense to me, and it's Chris Carson, yeah. who's being drafted in the late 50s as running this back is crazy. 25. I agree. This is crazy. Running back 25. And I will admit, I've never been on the Chris Carson hype train. All of last year, I was like, sell, sell, sell. Even going into the offseason and going into drafting season, I didn't want to draft him. But he's currently being drafted behind David Montgomery, Philip Lindsay, Sony Michelle, and I don't see any of them finishing above Chris Carson last year. He finished his running back fifteen and half PPR, and I think he has I think he's capable of doing it again, finishing as fifteen to eighteen in running backs, because Seattle wants to run the ball. Yeah. They let's run the ball a lot. Let's rejoice and, here, because I don't agree with you much, Michael, but I'm all for it too. I love it. Yeah, and where he's being drafted is criminal. Uh and com- I like I mean, obviously David Montgomery is something I think we're all hot on as well. But you just mentioned Lindsey. Lindsey carried me to the playoffs last year. He was a great pick. Uh, he was the RB12, which is crazy. And, and, and everyone's so far off him. Personally, he's not going to be an RB1. He might be a low-end RB2, but people are too low on him. You got Flacco coming in. He's obviously used to passing backs. I, think Lin- I st- still think Lindsey is the better talent there. Uh, I don't think that his play style can hold up health-wise, but... I would I would draft him in the, in the fifth. I think that's a good pick. Mine is um, Josh Jacobs, and maybe this is a bit of a hot take. I don't like him where he's being drafted. Cool. He's going in the third round in some leagues. That's insane. I think what people are falling victim here to here is just rookie running back hype, which is we are biased because in the past few seasons we've had all these rookie running backs blow up. We've had Saquon. We've had Zeke. Josh Jacobs is not Saquon Barkley, um, and the Raiders are not that good. Their O-line, question marks. <laughs> I just don't think that Josh Jacobs is a good value where he's going in this I, league. I've seen drafts where people take him over carry-on and players like that's that, and amazing. I think it's absolutely insane. Like He's that player that's, you know why, been, <clears throat> that's been rising is... over the last two weeks, and 
We don't even know if he exists. We haven't he's seen not, him on Hard yeah, Knocks. Not, where is he on Hard Knocks? <laughs> uh, we this don't know if he is about. alive. He's hiding from him. He Give him a break. <laughs> Give him a break. Wow. All right. Receivers. Okay. Ooh. This is a. This is something that has my brain in a pretzel. Same. Patriots receiving core. All right. Uh, let's pull up the depth chart. You got Josh Gordon, Julian Edelman, Nikhil Harry, Demarius Thomas looking good last night trending on Twitter. I was like, who? wait, that guy's still alive? <laughs> That's weird. Jacoby Myers. I picked him up in my in my deeper dynasty league. He's, I mean, he's that preseason. I think he's might be the biggest riser in the preseason. No one know, knew who he was, but he is a perfect fit in that Patriots system. I see him as a second half uh, of the season uh, sleeper flex play, especially if the, the Nikhil Harry and, and Josh Gordon projects don't pan out. Uh, on that list, is there anyone you like the best? Obviously, Edelman is. Some people are putting him in, in their top ten receivers. Ooh, no. I mean, he has a nice floor, but I'm I'm seeing him drafted after Brandon Cooks in a lot of leagues. I don't I don't think he's going to come anywhere near the top ten. I think he'll be closer to twenty. Josh Gordon, though. I think I don't. I think Josh. Obviously, Josh Gordon coming back absolutely destroys a lot of Nikhil Harry and Jacoby Myers' value. Yeah. And I I think it's really Gordon and Edelman that are that are truly must own players in that offense it you know it's we we use trends and numbers and all this stuff and with but a lot of fantasy football is based is not based on performance you know guys like josh gordon and these rb holdouts is just you got to take you know risks i think josh gordon is on the right track you know i really hope that it, uh, he can stay like this but you got to remember that risk that he could just he could just fall out at any moment it's yeah. happened before uh, if anyone's gonna do it, it's Brady though. Brady can totally turn this around. But uh, with an ADP of round five, is is it worth the risk at all? From production that we don't know, we it really can depends consistently on your get. team so far. If you're if you're uh, good at receiver, or if you have just got a great running back, running back, wide receiver, wide receiver, and mm-hmm. you're in the end of the fifth. I like it. It's a boomer, or, or it's really a boomer. You'll get a few games out of him, really. But he could be a league winner. Really. Yeah, I think if Easily. you take quarterback or tight end early, I don't think you can take Josh Gordon. But if you have two running backs and two receivers that are solid, I'd have no problem taking Josh Gordon. Right, so exactly what I just said. <laughs> cool. Uh, Jared, Packers receivers. Yeah, this is a very interesting what one for me. What team are you on? They basically have three total receivers at this point. It is Devontae Adams, Valdez Scantling, and Geronimo Allison. And Aaron Jones. Okay, that's... That's a different topic. Jimmy Graham is not good. The res- the rookie receiver they just drafted, he's already dead. It's Valdez Scantling on the other side of Devonte Adams and Geronimo in the slot. Right. Personally, for fantasy value, I think Valdez Scantling is going to be the one to to pick. You want him on the edge. I think he's going to be going deep. Aaron Rodgers is going to have a better year than last year. With that being said, I do think Geronimo Allison is still worth taking. He'll get more consistent looks than MVS, but MVS has that more breakout potential. And I, I, I just don't think people know his name or they hear his name and they, they don't associate himself with being a good player. Like right. He should be drafted two or three rounds before when he's being drafted. Yeah. Um, and for me, it's a guy that I want in every league that I am and in. I'm a Jaguars fan, so I'm biased, I will admit, but it's D.D. Westbrook. He's being drafted as wide receiver 38, and that's on Fantasy Pros rankings, half PPRs, wide receiver 38. It might not be what he's being drafted as, but that's what Fantasy Pros, half PPR consolidated rankings are. 
He finished as wide receiver 32 last year with Blake Bortles, who was the worst quarterback throwing to the slot. And he just added a top five quarterback throwing to the slot in Nick Foles. And there's no one else there that can really threaten his target share. Maybe Marquise Lee when he comes back. But the most important thing that I saw was in the last preseason game, Didi had two targets deep. And if that becomes something that that he can work into his game, I see no reason why he couldn't finish as a top 24 receiver. Yeah, he's been getting a lot of hype. I, I'd even consider him a, dra- a dra- uh, trade target right now uh, if you've already drafted. So I love the take. Do you like Nick Foles? Is he a nice guy? Seems to be a seems to yeah, be a great the, Christian, a great guy. A lot of talk about religion today on the show. There might be some uh, ulterior te- University of Texas motives here, you know. <laughs> All right, Sam. Yeah, mine is uh, a guy that just every year seems to get injured, but I'm I'm betting on him staying healthy for at least eight games this year. This just, is the year. Just came out that he's going to be ready for Week One. Yeah, they said. Will Fuller. Mm-hmm. Um. You can get him in the seventh, maybe eighth round, and when he is healthy, he puts up wide receiver one numbers, which is really kind of nuts. Any Texans fan, anybody who's watched a Texans game where Will Fuller is healthy, which is admittedly very few games, um, can tell you that the Deshaun Watson to Fuller connection is there. It is unbelievable. People hype up Hopkins. Hopkins is the best receiver in the NFL, but Will Fuller is nuts. And he's going to score a lot of touchdowns. If one of Houston's next two receivers and Will Fuller, Kiki QT, stay healthy all year, they probably win leagues. Yeah, they're Kiki's both, been having a ton. I mean, of you problems. saw that game in the postseason where he had, where Kiki had like ten catches for a hundred and something yards against the Colts. Like yeah. I think either of them can stay healthy, and obviously it probably won't happen. But if they can, they are steals. At the same time, if Kiki goes down, Duke Johnson's value does go up. So keep that in mind. Yep. Again, Kiki goes down. He, yeah. <laughs> okay. Emmanuel Sanders is a contested topic. He had a what seemed like a career-ending injury last year. He's back. Seems like he's playing like so Emmanuel Sanders. Quickly. What's he like? Forty-five, fifty. Um, <laughs> he was. Uh, he was kind of. He wasn't a league winner last year, but he was. He was one of my sleepers. I had him in two leagues, and he and he he was like a solid wide receiver. High on wide receiver too for a lot of the season. Yeah. Uh, got injured at the end of the season, obviously. Is he your number one Broncos receiver? Yeah, I, th- I think he gets more... Him and Sutton are obviously going to be the top two guys there. I-, I think Emmanuel Sanders gets more targets from someone like Joe Flacco than than Cortland Sutton, but I think both of them are, are decent values. I'd rather have Emmanuel Sanders where he's being drafted, and that's all just ba- banking on whether he stays healthy. This Better year. question. Those are, those are two great football names, Emmanuel Sanders and Cortland Sutton. Hey, where did they go to school? Both of them. SMU. 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 Every morning when I wake up, I say Cortland Sutton 10 times just to get my <laughs> voice ready because I always got to be podcast ready. You never know when an opportunity is going to come up. Yeah. I'm completely staying away from that whole offense except for Philip Lindsay. Oh, I love that, that take. That offense is anemic. See, I'm the exact opposite. Well, <laughs> Not the exact opposite, but I don't want Phil Lindsay where he's being drafted, but I want Emmanuel Sanders where he's being drafted. If you can get Philip Lindsay after pick 50, I think you're getting great value for Who for will a good outperform back. their ADP more? I think it's Emmanuel. Emmanuel. Jared, you're supposed to be... <laughs> <laughs> you don't understand the well, point. Emmanuel's Go ADP is Stephen so low. 
You're right. You're right. Okay. It's hard to not outperform that. If you are just tuning in or don't really know what's happening right now, this is Guys Being Dudes Fantasy Football, the number one fantasy football talk show at KVRX and in the state of Texas, verified by multiple sources. And, J.D. Power and J.D. Awarded. J.D. Power Awarded. Mm-hmm. Best quality assurance. It is. Great interior leather. Uh, <laughs> follow us on Twitter at Dudes Football and DM us any of your questions. We're going to answer them at the end of the show. we got a three so far, so keep them um, coming. I'd like to give a shout-out in this intermediate period. Shout-out, Quan. Shout-out, Quan. Shout-out. Quan Win. That's my roommate. Quan Win. Uh, in these last five minutes, has offered, I own, Miles Sanders and D.D. Westbrook. He's offered each of them for the Houston Texans defense. Really? Wow. That's a good one. Wow, wow, I'm, wow. I'm thinking about it. Shout-out, you know, Apartment shout 519. Out Appreciate you guys. I, I, I love my roommates. Send, send, you got Miles and D.D.? Good, I do. Good work, bud. Proud of you. Tight ends. That's. Ooh. I think I'm. I think we could. Noah might be the tight end guy. Like maybe that's really? my, Maybe that's my brand. You know. How so? Elaborate. I just like talking about uh, tight ends. <laughs> and OJ Howard is is like my guy. My guy. My guy. He's good. OJ Howard. This we talk about. Oh, oh, Chris Godwin. So many targets. Oh my God. Adam Humphreys left. Deshaun Jackson left. Where's the? I mean, where's the OJ hype? Come on! I mean, he's getting drafted high, but I want more hype. Who would you rather have, Godwin or Howard? Well, well, well like who? Well. I'm picking Godwin first. Well, no, where Howard. they're being picked, where Howard. they're being drafted. Howard. I'd Obviously. rather have Godwin. Okay, you're wrong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love OJ Howard this year. Winston loves the tight end. Cameron Braid is still there, but I don't really see it as much he's of not a threat. Gonna be, he's gonna be non-existent. <laughs> he's he's a Harvard guy. Is so, he? Really? Yeah, he is. Uh, so is Ryan Fitzpatrick. You going to pick him? All right. No. Uh, no. They're a bunch of nerds, okay? <laughs> we're, we're guys being dudes. Do you Texas. start Ryan Fitzpatrick week one knowing he's going to go off? And yeah. Honestly, <laughs> I, I kind of want to not just don't draft or draft one quarterback and then just figure out the rest as, as it goes on. Michael, got to hear this. The fan, this is, fans are yearning. I mean – Tight end is a crapshoot past probably top eight, nine or so. I'm going to toss a name out there who's probably not owned in any league, even the deepest of leagues. Chris Herndon. Probably don't even know who he plays for. He plays up in New York. Everybody the For the him. Jets. Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, he developed a solid rapport last year with Sam Darnold, and he suspended for four games, so it's not someone you really have to worry about right now. But when he comes back, I think it's someone that offers you quality upside. And that if he takes that next step with Sam Darnold and, and really meshes with Sam as he progresses. And I, I think he's a player that if you didn't draft a, a for sure tight end, could be someone to look at when he comes back from su- suspension. That's a good pick. I like him too, especially because Sam Darnold's going to be a stud this year. It's going to happen. <laughs> Another guy that's going to be a stud this year is Mark Andrews. Going off that, piggybacking off that Lamar Jackson pick, Mark Andrews is going to be a top 12 tight end. I love it. You love it? Thank I, you. I do love it. Uh, I think with these short checkdowns, nice little five, seven-yard routes, this guy's going to be eating in the red zone and just going to be eating targets as he's, a whole. He's a terrific – he's a very he's good, good athlete. Yeah. At the end of the season, he was producing like a, like a, a tight end one, like a mid, mid tight he's end He's one, one of the last few rookie tight ends that have really made – that have actually made an impact down the stretch. I love, Evan the, I love the draft strategy of just going – like you can even go Andrews, Lamar, Jackson at the with your – you know. 15, right. If 16. I'm not getting a top tight end, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of depth at tight. McDonald ends. and Andrews are two that I'd take. Love it down the stretch. All right, preseason. We're coming in. All these rookies, and like Sam said earlier, you get all these rookie running backs of the past 
just going crazy. Kareem Hunt leading the league in yards. Saquon's <laughs> pretty good at football. Uh, we talked about Jacobs. We talked about Miles Sanders. What about Devin Singletary? He's a late-round guy for the Bills. The Bills, uh, I mean, have, like, you know, just... They have Frank Gore and LaShawn McCoy, who have a combined age of over 100, actually. Really? Interesting. Yeah, it's the first time ever in the NFL. Combined total yards for the most in a backfield ever. Mm, That that actually is a very interesting statistic. That might be, honestly. Uh, Devin Singletary was really good in college. He wasn't a a Power 5 school, but I love his talent. He's definitely a late-round guy. You know, a lot of my leagues, I'm really confident in my team, and I'm picking these second half of the uh, season guys. Like I said, Melvin Gordon, Miles Sanders. I think Devin Singletary is a great uh, pick there for that second half of the league, second half of the season kind of guy. Yeah, I'm with you. I just picked him up in one of my fantasy leagues the other day. I think he's going to take over the starting job by week four. I like LaShawn McCoy is not good. I agree with that take, that he is going to take over the starting job. But is that worth anything? That's Do where I'm kind of. I don't know, <laughs> is that, I don't know if starting. I'd sit there and say, I'm going to start a Buffalo Bills running back in my flex over it. I think the Bills are going to have a good year. Like you could smack uh, that Bills on the wall. So, the Bills, well, define, Bills, I okay, think, well, they're de- building a culture. Let's move Bill, on. Define good year for the Bills. I think they could win seven games this year. Okay. I mean, right. I'm not disagreeing. Who, I don't think their offense has historically been terrible. Yeah. Jets win eight or nine games this year. Who is more? I'll take Bills over the Jets more wins. All right. Let's do it. Smack that on the wall. wall. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. I've been waiting so long for this is my this is my little. We're gonna let here. Noah Everyone speak can here. Just not, no, okay. Let me step back. Listen up, y'all, because this is it. Okay, no, I won't do that. Mikael Hardman and Darwin Thompson, my Chiefs rookies. The Chiefs, Tyree Kill, supposed to be out. They pick a receiver in the second round, and Darwin Thompson in the f- sixth, I think. And uh, the the Chiefs love bringing in these these rookies. We have watched like, and we all you ever see is that the Andy Reid running back is a is a running back one all the time. And I like Damian Williams. Uh, he's obviously dropped ever since uh, they've Ooh. made the committee. They made the committee comment. This is my segment. They made they made the committee comment, and Darwin Thompson has been putting up some preseason hype. You know the, the the way that offense can be successful is with these fast these fast nimble guys. I love uh, Tyree Kill and Miko Hardman. Kind of reminds me of him. He's this guy that can run the gadget play. He can run the nine. I really like him, especially as a second round guy. I think that he could even end the season above Watkins as the as the two. So Watkins is terrible. Well, yeah, I, you know, I, I, I picked Why him, would you I, draft Sammy Watkins? I picked him yesterday in the ninth because I had to, like, yeah. but I hate that. <laughs> it's just like, I don't think he's worth that, but you kind of have to listen to, you know, every fantasy expert a little bit too sometimes. But Miko Hardman is like, I think I have him in every league as my second to last or last pick. Uh, wow. he, he had a few plays in the preseason that are that He's a fast guy. guy. But the real sleeper here. Darwin Thompson. Darwin Thompson will finish as an RB2. Wow. You better How much do you want to bet that does Smack not that on the wall. Darwin Thompson is going to finish as an RB2. Damian Williams, before he, on, he, before he was on the best offense in the league, uh, no one knew who he was. I mean, of course, he was on the Dolphins, so I get it. But, like, let's be real here. Darwin Thompson coming in. Have you seen that picture of him shirtless? I've seen it. It's pretty sweet. It kind of reminds me of Sam my background. Shirtless. It's my phone background. He looks like he's been rowing down the river for a while. 
He's a little guy, but we've seen little guys, little backs succeed a lot, those passing guys. I think that he could be taking some carries out of Damian Williams when they realize that he is I would hope so if you have him as an RB2. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, See, I'll, I'll go off that real quick. Yeah. I think Damian Williams is the clear-cut clear cut number one in that offense. He's proven to be very, very good. Last year, he did incredible. And in the playoffs, he carried a load. He had like 25 rushes in the playoffs last year in this last playoff game. Yeah, no, I, and, and did they win? Okay, well, yeah. It's the Patriots. Well, see, it, it really <laughs> has only been two or three games that he's done anything. I, he's I, shown talent enough he, to be the number two in Kansas City. He has City. dropped enough on draft boards for me to still want to take him, and I would 100% take him where he's being drafted. I agree. You're getting him in like the fourth round now. And at that point, it's a steal if he stays healthy. Which I think he, it's up in the air, but it's definitely possible. Awesome. Real quick, another piece of evidence. 2016, they drafted two skill players, Demarcus Robinson and Tyreek Hill, and five defensive players. 2017, Mahomes, Hunt, and Chesson, go blue, and four <laughs> defensive players. 2018, five out of six were defense, no skill players. 2019, Miko Harbin. So, like, they hit on their offensive players. They're good drafters. That's why the, the Chiefs have been so relevant the past few years with the change of the front office and the coaching. I think these, you know, Miko Harbin is coming from out of the SEC. He's ready to go now. Darwin Thompson might take a few weeks to, to build up, but I, 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 you know, before the hype was building up, I took him in all my leagues with that second two last picks. In two, in two of my leagues, I have Miko and Darwin. Yesterday, I unfortunately have Meikle and Sammy, so we'll probably be (laughs) dropping Sammy after week two. So we're excited for that. Moving on to more rookies. Tight ends. Don't really work out in the rookie season. I'm a big Hawkinson fan. Not really a fan that we drafted him as a resident Lions fan, but he is getting so much hype in camp. He could be relevant later, uh, second half of the season. I think he's the one. I think he is well over fans, and that's not crazy to say, but... I I think he's the one, if you're picking one to to really bring home value at the end of the year, it, it's TJ Hawkinson. Yeah, don't no one needs to draft him. Let's not get crazy here unless you're in a really deep league, but keep that, you know, smack that flag or the watch list on him. Yep. He could be very interesting. He's so talented. Speaking of Iowa tight ends, George Kittle is pretty good. Speaking of more <laughs> Iowa tight ends, Noah Font. Great name. Love Font. Love that Font. Do you love him fantasy wise though? Fantasy wise? Fantasy. I'm probably the first person to ever realize that. Fantasy. <laughs> uh, no. No. Does anyone not. have anything positive to say? Do not He's draft Broncos. At, players. They're both good at football. Yeah. Except no. for Philip Lindsay. Except Jared's a little Lindsay. biased, but I'm a little biased. Hey, matching tattoos that say except for for, for Philip Lindsay you down. Yeah, let's do it. Let's bro. do it. Smack it on the wall. Smack it on the Oh no. <laughs> it has been set in stone. Uh that's not good. But moving on to people that are good. Uh, I want to hear about your two late QB strategy real quick. Oh, yeah. Moving on to draft day tips. This is what I've been doing a lot recently. This is a, a Panditon Noah strategy. Yesterday in my uh, AKSI league, uh, in the fraternity league, guys don't know what they're doing, to be honest. They don't. Guy, I, 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 in the eighth round, they said, I heard the, the line, Noah, you still don't have a quarterback? What are you doing? And I was like, oh, you, you know, Pat gave Just him a pat it. on the head. Good job there, sport. 
uh, ended up with Goff and Kyler in the in I think a nine and eleven. I Goff think. is being so underdrafted right. It's now. really weird. I mean, Agreed. people. You have three receivers drafted at the end of the fourth, top of the fifth. Who's passing to them? Like Gurley's not getting back there and whipping <laughs> that thing. Like so, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, but I love that strategy. If those top, if a top, like if Wentz is going to fall to me, I'm good. But people are really high on Wentz. He's not going to, I mean, I think he's still a value, but I'd rather take a skill player there. Definitely. But I love that quarterback strategy. One more strategy is I don't, I love going with the top three tight end. I have, I have one in most of my leagues, but I don't really like going for a top quarterback and tight end. You want to make sure you're set at the, you need to fill five yeah, positions with other. receivers and backs. So I like going one or the other, and and I like making sure you get one or the other. So you're you do have that positional advantage in deeper leagues. Go for those top tight ends. You're twelve or fourteen. Go for a top three. I drafted George Kittle with the end of the third round. That was the turn wow. end of the third round pick yesterday. And you're you know who was so still there? Good, Ertz. Noah. I know. Kittle's definitely above Ertz in my right. opinion. Absolutely. Not even close. Okay. What are your guys' draft day tips? Well, I'm just going to piggyback off Noah. I think this is the year to not take a quarterback or a tight end early. I know Noah just kind of said he likes doing one or the other. But I think there's so much value late with quarterbacks, and we just talked about Jared Goff and Lamar Jackson, and also tight ends with Mark Andrews and Vance McDonald, that you can get away stacking up on receivers and running backs. Anyways, for me, I think it's big, and it kind of gets lost in translation when you're drafting. Look at what other teams are doing in the draft. So, for example, if I'm picking towards the late of a, say, like ninth or tenth pick in a, in a round, and I'm thinking I might want to take a quarterback, if the people behind me have already taken one, chances are they're not going to double up if it's that early in the draft. Yeah. So take the the better skill player first and wait for your next pick to take the quarterback. I think I, I do this myself. I get caught up in in drafting and thinking, oh, this is the best player available. I got to take him. But if a team behind you is stacked on that position, chances are you can wait a little bit longer and get them later. Yeah, um, this is going to get out some laughs, but don't neglect your kicker, honestly. <laughs> if you can take Greg the leg first, if you can take him in the 13th round or whatever before anybody else takes him, you might as well do it. Because people forget two seasons ago, Greg the leg was an RB in your kicker slot. And if you have that, that's a league winner. <laughs> Uh, Plug in your RB1 of a kicker. Absolutely, man. Uh, don't ignore it. If you think that you can pull those that point differential in your kicker slot, you have to do it. Yeah. And people laugh about it. But well, if you look at who he's being compared to, or like at the 13th round, you know, you're getting people like Kalen Balaj, exactly. Justice Hill. Kalen Balaj that... is moving up. He, he's the projected starter right now. Come I think. on, dude. Do you want a wide receiver that has a... <laughs> Five percent chance of working out, or do you want a kicker that has a fifty percent chance and of being the Give me the five. Never have to stream. Here's an, here's no another one of Noah's tips. Uh, don't draft, don't kick a kicker. Draft your kicker, and then as soon as those waivers open, drop your kicker. Draft your. You gra- I'm drafting kicker last, uh, so I dra- dropped my kicker, and you know I picked up who was dropped. Royce Freeman. Look at that. What? I don't know. Don't so, ask. Okay, what leagues are you playing? Just, in? just don't worry to, about that. To but follow up, can I get to league? ask a question? Is your league making you draft kicker? So at that point, why why you even draft, draft one? Them. You have to not, draft not, in, no, not in Yahoo. But I didn't. Not know in that. Yahoo. There okay. you go. But All in ESPN, right. you do. Okay. So then drop him, pick up Miko. Drop him, Mikul. pick up. I do like that of dropping or not drafting a kicker. So that yeah, way you can really just wait matter. it out and then yeah. 
if you're drafting ten early, before, ten minutes before the game start, the kick. I mean, the kicker I drafted Mason the Falcons. Well, if, if you're drafting before preseason or early in the preseason, I think it's a, definitely a good strategy to do because there's players that are going to accrue in value that you can then just pick up and not have to worry about, and then players that depreciate in value you can just drop and pick up mm-hmm. a kicker immediately right before the year starts. So I like that, Noah. Thank yeah, you. I agree with you, except for Greg Lloyd. <laughs> Yeah, let's let's see a, a kicker get injured. Also, again. shout out Karan. Do not draft a defense in the sixth round. Karan took the Chicago defense in the. He also so he went David Montgomery in the fourth, Tariq Cohen in the fifth, and then the Bears defense in the sixth. It could be one of the worst drafts ever. Not even the main point. And then Cream Hunt. But don't take a defense that early. The Jags last year was where Karan he Karan took them probably I think the seventh round last year, and they disappointed because they had a lot of injuries mm-hmm. and they weren't the number one defense again chances are the bears aren't going to be the number one defense so why waste that yeah why absolutely waste i mean think about how hard it is to predict one offensive player the defense has all of them people, you know a <laughs> hundred times as many like, people like last year the falcons had a good defense and then their now their entire linebacking core got hurt and their best safety and corner got hurt and so they were a terrible defense i mean it could yeah. happen to the bears just, just to yeah. lay off defense. Lay off. I've been getting the Ravens surprisingly a lot. I don't know. Really, people. It's been a thing where, where there people have been saying, "Why are the Ravens like as lower than what yeah. they usually are?" Fantasy Pros has them at four. I don't. I don't. I don't really. They're a plug and chug team. You just you don't even have yeah, to worry about absolutely. streaming. And their beginning of their season is great. Yeah. Uh, rank these guys: Goff, Kyler, Winston, Lamar Jackson. Goff, Jackson, Winston, Kyler. Goff, Winston. Jackson, Kyler. I'm going Go- Goff. Let's, let's, let's do it together. <laughs> Ready? Goff, Goff Winston. Winston. I forgot Kyler. Other, I forgot the other two quarterbacks. Kyler, then Jackson. Jackson probably have Kyler. Jackson and Kyler, yeah. No, Kyler, then Jackson. What? You're so, that was your guy. Well, yeah, but if you're taking him... Kyle, this is relative. These aren't these guys aren't the same average draft position. They're not being drafted. So you the same think it's all about value. Lamar is like a... Is like a all about 17th value. quarterback then. That I'd rather have Kyler Murray... Murray. But I think Lamar Jackson has the much higher floor. Good for you. All right, let's answer a few Twitter questions from Trishan, good friend of the show. Uh, uh, who has a better season, Sterling Shepard or Michael Gallup? Sterling Shepard. Sterling Shepard. Yeah, I think Sterling Shepard. Michael Gallup is prime for a, a, good, a good season. Year. But yeah, Shepard's the volume play there. One more question. Is David Johnson a bang or bust this year? Neither. What? <laughs> Is he good? Yes. You saw David Johnson's floor last year. He still finishes running back 10 in about the worst possible situation that could have happened. So I think you're comfortable taking him fifth or sixth overall. I would be taking him closer to eighth now. I would take those receivers. So I have a fourth him. pick on Sunday. Who do I take? DeAndre Hopkins. Mm, not Zeke. <laughs> oh, okay. Gotcha. All right, so it is 5.59 and 54 seconds. We're going to wrap things up here. That's been the premiere of Season 3 of Guys Being Dudes Fantasy Football. Thank you to our 10, maybe 11 listeners out there. We really love you. DM the Twitter your fantasy football questions. That's at DudesFootball. Tune in next week and the podcast when we figure out how to how to upload that. We're not tech guys. We're football guys. Yep. We don't know how to do it. Uh, Sam's pretty smart, though. I'm an engineer. He's BHP. Okay, yeah, you're an engineer of fantasy football, okay? Sure. Oh, I appreciate that. Much love to everyone. Hi, Mom. Love you. Shout out, Talk Nina. Talk to you soon. Shout, Shout out, Nina. AJ. Shout out to the, Shout to out the Sex at 10 League. Shout out, uh, Michael. We have a great, great season this year. <laughs> you Shepherd. mean that? Not you. Oh. <laughs> what do we have next, guys? 100 Doctor Love. <laughs>
Wait, I'm about to know, which is which is clear what that is. It's a show about romantic hospital TV shows, and that's what you're in for. Like <laughs> Scrubs. No, that's a great one. A I don't. Show. Grey's Anatomy is a good one. Much love. That's been another episode of Guys Being Dudes Fantasy Football. Peace and love to everybody. And we are out. What's better than this? Guys being dudes.